Hello and welcome to the Passenger Podcast. I wanted to speak about barriers and boundaries. And I have had to redefine those things very quickly and very efficiently in order to get to this point. I was very good at making barriers, but barriers were more about isolating myself and preventing myself from what I considered to be a victim, when in fact, all that did was turn me into a prisoner, a prisoner of my own mind and my own body. And so redefining that, and this came from speaking with patients at the facility, just through self-awareness, so on and so forth, redefining that and now creating boundaries. And this is going to be a journey just like self-awareness was. I didn't always know the essence of my thoughts and how I feel. and I didn't always know how to express that in a way that was healthy. I wasn't always good at communicating my innermost thoughts. That took time. And the same thing goes for boundaries. Now, some have to be set up immediately, immediately, while others will take time to strengthen. The first ones that have to be set up immediately are, I have to really, really hone in on the energy that I take in. I had gotten complacent for a while and felt that, and I've, and I've talked about this before, but had a very distorted view of what friendship was. And I'm having to redefine those boundaries, especially, and this is no disrespect, you take it however you want. I know I have a lot of people from all walks of life listening, but especially the fact that I was surrounded by patients with substance abuse issues, addiction issues. I have to be very wary and set up real clear boundaries. Although I may want to interact or create friendships, I still have to set those boundaries without turning them into these chain link fences and, you know, maximum security. I'm not going to share anything about myself and not trust anybody. With that being said, um, one of those boundaries that I set up extremely quickly was simply who I chose to communicate with. Just the actual act of communicating. There's one person in particular that um, on the surface in the facility you would think we got along very well. But there was a certain energy that I didn't care for. And it's a perfect example of not opening a can of worms. 
Why even do it? And so I have this person's number, but at no point did I reach out. And I choose not to reach out. So although you hear me making these episodes about each person that I've encountered in the facility, it doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't translate to me wanting to build bonds outside of the facility. It doesn't translate to me wanting to communicate further outside of the facility and build relationships. It's a very big difference. And that person is an example of that. I'm not messaging or calling or checking on them to see how they're doing. And the reason was, while we may have connected um, on a superficial level, I did not sense anything further than that. It doesn't mean I don't wish them well. I hope they continue to grow and go down the path that is destined for them. But I is I have nothing to do with that. And so that's a very good example of a boundary. Simply don't start. It's similar to smoking. I happen to be someone who doesn't smoke. Hopefully, I I was going to say who doesn't smoke yet. Hopefully never. But it's the same idea. The best way um, to deal with addiction is to not start at all. And that's somebody who I simply will not communicate with. I did not get a good energy I don't think that they are a bad person, but I feel as if they would take me off my path, which is totally different from theirs. That's quote unquote, I'm not going to say that's an easy one because it's not because I, I want, I come from a background of wanting to please people and be liked, etc. But that. That's more of like the easier ones where it's just don't start. Just simply don't start. As far as the ones where there is um, some history, I struggled with that for a while. And actually, um, one de- it's definitely deserving of its own episode. One example of a boundary that I put in a one of the best examples is choosing to listen to my therapist and medical professionals over a so-called friend's opinion of a facility. I think had I taken their advice and gone to the facility that they suggested, I would be in a nightmare scenario, potentially. So that was a very good example of a boundary because they may be useful in one way, but in another way, that's not an area of my life that I want to engage with them in. I don't trust them in that area as far as my mental well-being, and that's okay. Once again, it doesn't make them a bad person dare I say doesn't make them a bad friend but they're not going to be the person that I ask for help regarding my mental wellness that is something that I will confide in with professionals people 
designated in my life that I trust, that's not their place. And part of the boundaries, I hope this comes across, part of the boundaries is simply knowing where to categorize people. I'm familiar with this and this is just the the best way I can describe it. As someone who plays video games, I'm familiar with it in games where you get to build a city like SimCity or stuff like that. And there's residential zoning, there's commercial zoning, and there's industrial zoning. And you can only build houses on the residential zones. If you want to build a house, um, you know, you have to have that right zone. And the same idea with people. And when you miszone people, when you decide to build the wastewater treatment plant where the single family home should go, there's some problems that occur. And so that person who I've known for years, who I've talked about in this podcast several times, um, who I've cut off, when I say cut off, I've simply cut them off from the things that they are not designed for in my life. If I want to send them a happy holidays text, I will. Happy birthday. But gone is a time where I dedicate time and effort where I confide in them, where I ask for their opinion, they are not that person for me anymore. Absolutely not. And so that is, I would say, you know, the first boundary of just like simply not starting with people. This was a much more challenging one because I had to pull back. I had to pull back. The third one here that I want to discuss as far as boundaries are concerned is expansion. This um, hospital experience was a great example of expansion because I chose vulnerability over everything and I was better for that. If I had went in with my fist balled up and slept every day through and didn't engage, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably still be in the facility, actually, now that I think about it. I had to expand certain boundaries. I had to allow myself to be vulnerable and not only expand boundaries, let me add, I had to let people in those boundaries. Very big difference. It's one thing to expand your your boundaries. It's one thing to say, I have one acre of land and now I have 50, but no one's allowed on my property. It's another to say, I have this 50 acres of land and I'm welcoming certain people onto my property. It's a very big difference. And so when I expanded those boundaries, I also let people in from a distance and spoke about what I felt comfortable speaking about. A perfect example of that, reading the room. I spoke about, you know, I have different episodes of patients that I interacted with, many of which I had totally different conversations with, totally different conversations 
one of the patients. We had no personal interaction, but we played tons of games together. We played chess, we played cards, we did things like that. Nothing, you know, more than surface level, and yet it meant the mo it meant the world to me that they played chess with me, something that I, I love, that I absolutely love. And so we were able to make that connection in that way. Then there were other people who I felt comfortable discussing really personal things. For me, um, personal goes into any of like the taboo, the sexual things, the addictions that I have that maybe don't show up on paper, any of those kind of things. And yet there were people there I felt totally comfortable speaking to about it in a way that was very personal. It wasn't um, in a comical, potty mouth way. It was very intimate and personal. And yet, I'd only known them for a few days. There are people in my life I have known for 10 plus years who don't even know one person that I've ever dated. So just to give that type of perspective of how isolated and or how reserved I can be. And so to have expanded those boundaries to be vulnerable, to tell people, I know I don't have a, a place to live when I get out of here, etc. Or no, I don't have any money right now. Those were things that were very, very... Um, I had to really get to a place of peace to be so vulnerable with a total group of people. And it's funny because, and, and I come from this school of thought as well. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's funny. You know, there was someone there that warned me about, you know, don't tell this person that don't tell this person that. And I totally get it. I totally get that as it makes you a target. It makes you vulnerable. But in my case, in my case specifically, everyone's different and you need to be careful with the things that you share with people. But in my case specifically, I had nothing to lose. And I'm also going to say I'm blessed with the fact that I don't necessarily have a, I have addictions. I don't necessarily have substance abuse. So that was not something that somebody, you know, could hang over my head. Hey, you know, I could, I could hook you up with some pills or some alcohol or whatever that that wasn't something that could be held over my head let's say to do to do anything um but yes you should be cognizant of your surroundings you have to be wary of people looking to take advantage in my case um what i did to avoid that and actually, this is a, a great point, and I hope this helps somebody. What I did to avoid being a target or being um, taken advantage of was I, I kept that line of communication open with the staff and with, the, and with my doctor and therapist. I think that's actually, I'm, I'm really glad to have said that because it may help somebody I didn't depend on the advice of the other patients. I took in the experience and we talked about things and we 
exchanged experiences. But when it came to my path, going back to that, my vision, my path, I didn't leave that to chance from the person that I just met two hours ago. I think that's a huge distinction to make. While I'm sitting there talking about those things, I was not dependent on patient A or patient B to, you know, can I live with you? Or um, I'm going to need money for this or what? I didn't depend on them from those things. And that's actually a, a huge factor because it kept me from being taken advantage of in a very vulnerable state in this facility. Um, that I think that was very, I don't know if it was strategic on my part, but it was definitely intentional that I'm listening. I made it very clear to myself. My emergency contact is my therapist. I'm talking to my doctor. I am talking to the staff about my next steps. Other people made suggestions. They they definitely had suggestions. But the path that I was on, and that actually explains why I probably chose the shelter over the bus pass and, and some of the other decisions that I made. The path that I was on, I wanted it to be a professional path that was at the root of all of this crap that I'm talking about. The root of all of this was to get professional help. Very, very important. Very, very important. It was the reason, it was the difference between me being there and still sleeping on the uh, co-worker sofa. Aimlessly, not knowing, you know, what I was doing from day to day. It was about the professional part of it because the professional part of it unlocks everything else. Yes, it comes with downsides. You have to be very um, vulnerable, but I'm, I'm so glad and I hope this helps somebody. It's the professional piece that ties in because it unlocks all of the other areas and they are accountable for your well-being. Ultimately, yes, it's you and your choices, but you want to you want to work with professionals that are accountable for you and your success. That is very different from my previous experiences where I depended and trusted people and then when it didn't work, like like the friend um, who suggested I go to another facility, had I gone there, it would have been a terrible experience and I would have had that resentment that I trusted them. I've, I've felt that feeling so many times, more times than I can count. And that's what made this different. I made a conscious decision to to break that chain and say to myself, okay, here's what I'm doing for myself. Here are the people in my life that I'm reaching out to and I'm not getting anywhere. 
I'm making a mess of my life. I have made a mess of my life. It's time I incorporate professional help for a variety of for a variety of reasons. Number one, because of the effectiveness of it all. The things that I had worked years for, they were able to help me make progress way faster. And for two, for documentation purposes, I love my podcast. I love friends that I can confide in. But if no, if there was no, there's no paper trail. There's no paper trail to say that all the times that I've slept for days on end and what my appetite was like and how I was feeling. That's all, it's all in my head. It's all here in the podcast, but it's nothing in a professional setting. So if I was to ask for help, they'd look back and go, wait, uh, we don't see any history. And third, tying into that, as far as reaching out for resources, if I'm struggling and reaching out for resources and they don't show any record of me going for help, trying therapy or, you know, being a hospital, etc. In fact, that's what made it somewhat of a challenge to get into the facility in the first place was the woman was concerned that, well, I don't really see it. You tried anything before this. So I say that to say those um, taking that professional path really helped me make the experience the best that it could possibly be and not leave feeling not 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 leave feeling like a victim of circumstance, not feeling like anybody there um, stole my joy, my happiness, or, or worse. I felt, I felt better because I confided in the people that were listed as experts because I worked with the experts. I've proven to myself that I uh, although I am the captain of my ship I needed some help in finding direction and depending on friends who are equally as lost let's get that clear it's never to say that anyone steers you in the wrong direction intentionally all the time they simply are equally as lost as you Let's keep that's let's make that clear. So this was my chance to say, let me focus on the experts that are here to get me through and help me improve. And that's what I did. And that helped. That helped so, so much. And I encourage in or outside of a facility to really lean on those professionals, but especially in, it's very important. It's very important because especially an experience like what I had, you feel safe. You feel vulnerable. 
and it would be very easy to lean on the other patients but remember they too are struggling with their own demons so you have to be very cognizant of that now i've spoken a lot about the boundaries which is it's huge for me and it's going to be a journey just like the self-awareness journey but the barriers are quite interesting in themselves there are barriers that I am working to take down and making some headway and the first barrier which I'm actually surprised that I even tackled it is the family barrier while I have not discussed um, my struggles with mental illness in in a very straightforward way, I, over the last few days, or yeah, I would say the last few days, I felt more comfortable connecting with family, being engaged online. That's very new for me. I would separate myself, isolate myself, not want to talk, um, not want to interact online, almost act as if I'm invisible, literally. And so for me to engage with family on a online, on social media is a really big, uh, thing. And, and let me add, whether it's because of the medication or because of because of whatever, let me add this because this is important. I'm making these connections and engaging with family and it feels right. It doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't stress me out. And I'm engaging in a way that I'm comfortable engaging in. It's not about me telling them my life story or being or confiding in them or trying to do everything at the same time and oh let's hang out it's simply engaging with them and this is something that literally literally would have caused a ner- nervous breakdown and at some points it would have been something that would have made me um, run and hide take off of work all because the, the fear of interacting, you know, and it, it's so bizarre to, to say it now, but this was my reality for so long. So that family barrier being locked down is a huge one. It's definitely a huge one. Another barrier that I will have to work at is the work barrier. No pun intended. And trusting that I know what work style works for me. That's going to be something that I work on and follow up on in future episodes. Figuring out what work style works for me and pursuing it. I don't want to get back into a situation where I don't want to go backwards don't want to go backwards 
And so let's, I can tell you right now, that's going to be something, a reoccurring thing that I discuss. And lastly, for me, the relationship barrier, uh, whether it be romantic, spiritual, however, really allowing myself to stay in this vulnerable state and be open to building a life. I have been so preoccupied with just surviving and treading water that I haven't really taken in the beach and the view and the sand and the shore and the waves. I haven't taken in the experience. And so there will be some time devoted and obviously I'll use this podcast to capture that development but that time to break down that barrier all of those distorted thoughts people aren't worth getting to know and they just screw you over and blah 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 all of that it's time to tackle those things and I think the more that I tackle the more that I continue to become enlightened the more I continue to grow And the more that I continue to be more of who I am destined to be, that's what I'm hoping. So that is all I will say for now. As always, thank you for listening.